Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good morning and happy Monday, September 26th. I have to look for the, because the days are all run together. But anyway, welcome to the broadcast. I'm Steve Schultz. Along with my wife, we founded the Elijah List 25 years ago. And then along came Elijah Streams, which you are watching right now. Uh, and we have another great broadcast. We're going to bring Johnny Enla on in just a few moments. Uh, a quick announcement. My only announcement is that uh, tomorrow you might say Trump is being represented in this way. At We're going to change the time instead of 11 a.m. Pacific time. It's going to be 10 a.m. only tomorrow on Grumble. And that's Cash Patel will be our guest at 10 a.m. And at 2 p.m. we will have Roger Stone. And so both of those are friends, personal friends, and confidants of President Trump, and I will call him President Trump, not not former president. You know, as far as I'm concerned, he's still uh, running the ship or guiding the ship, as it will, as it may be. But anyway, do not miss tomorrow at 10. Of course, if you do, you can see the replay. But anyway, welcome. We want to welcome you tomorrow to an amazing day, two broadcasts tomorrow. So, that's all I have. So without further delay, let's uh, bring in Johnny in the unfiltered. Here we go. 49 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Good morning, Johnny. Today in that uh, intro, the word pain stood out to me today. You know, the pain is for your children. I mean, talk about for a moment uh, before we get into the content about the pain uh, that the body of Christ and the patriots are going through. Did this have to happen? Did we have to feel the pain? Well, theoretically, no. If we had if humans had the capability of learning just from instruction, from history, from being told, but it's unfortunate, the reality of humanity, that we have to generally experience something mm. to understand the full ramifications of remaining in a certain place. So it's just pains the great revealer. It's just like if your hand's over a stove and it's burning. If you don't feel the fire, you won't back off. You won't make yeah. the adjustment. So you have to feel enough pain to make the required adjustment. And theoretically, again, like you don't have to be burned first on, yeah. on, on a stove if you could just know all the details and process it correctly. But it's just not the way it works. Coincidentally, my wife and I were talking the other night, having nothing to do with the show I don't, I don't remember how it came up. It was just con in conversation. She was talking about there are people who have a condition where they don't feel pain. Uh, their nerves aren't working correctly, so they don't feel pain. And she said they get injured all the time because they do things that, that would cause an injury, and it, they just keep doing it because they feel no pain. So somehow, you know, your children... You know, even my own son, I have this scene in my house. I wasn't a spanker. I didn't spank my kids. But my son was going up to the light socket. He's like one year old, and he wants to get his hand on the on not the light socket, but the, the socket in the wall. He kept reaching out for it, and I said no. 
And he'd do it again. And I said, no, no. And finally I went whap on the on his hand. And the oh, poor thing. He just he felt like he was betrayed. You know, but he never did that again. He had to feel the pain. So I guess it's a little bit like that. I mean, God gave us those pain sensors, at least on this earth, to to um and, and then there's emotional pain. So sometimes we just need to learn the hard way, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, Steve, just for a moment here as we get started, you know, it is I, I do have a word. I thought I was going to continue from last week, but then I had forgotten that this is Rosh Hashanah. Today's the first yeah. of Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. And I do have a word for it. And it's a word we will release in writing as as well. But speaking of pain, we have some really good friends that right now they are contending for the resurrection of, of their teenage boy. Oh, wow. And they're praying right now. And I just wanted to throw this out there. His name is uh, ZJ, ZJ. And, and so um, it goes and, for his initials. And, and by, uh, excuse me, by resurrection, you don't mean he's dead and buried. You mean he, something just happened and he died, right? And so yes. they're trying to, to, to resurrect he's, him. He's been dead for some hours, but they yeah. are contending, crying out to the Lord. And we just want to, that's who we serve. We want to join in that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to blow the shofar and awesome. just ask for everybody to pull your faith in to the best degree that you can. And as well, there may, you know, this reaches so many thousands that I'm sure there are um serious miracles that are required by listeners out there as well. There could be actual other resurrection uh, needs or some health matters that are so close to it that they require that. So let's just agree together that on, on this uh, Feast of Trumpets and, and Rosh Hashanah, the new year, uh, it was all about the blowing of the shofar as I shared the last couple of weeks is, is about the intervention of God at times and in moments where we can't win it without his help. And so it is, you know, a cry for help and a cry for, um, um, for a release of his power into a very practical situation. And so, um, so I'm just gonna, I got my shofar right here. So ZJ, um, in the name of Jesus, we just, Lord, we call to you. You're the God of resurrection, resurrection power. We join in with this family and we just thank you for what you're going to do and for any other situation out there right now that requires this miraculous touch. Let it happen right now, Lord. We agree together. We pool our faith together, Lord. Um, and we just ask for a miracle and many miracles in Jesus' name. That's a long blast. Awesome. 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 I had, you know, um, Robin last night had a live, he, he's doing a live conference and I think he had seven um, trumpeters, as you will, you know, um, the shofar. I, we couldn't see them because of the camera, but, you know, I, I just used to think, Johnny, that that was a, uh, an action, a a symbolic thing. Uh, okay, that's nice. You blow the shofar. But uh, having gotten to know you, I realize there's a great deal of power in that. 
that I never, you know, Lord, I know the Lord forgives me. Uh, you know, he winked at my ignorance, but now I realize, man, that's a, a that's a powerful thing. I have a shofar. It looks just like that sitting in my closet. I need to I need to learn to, to use it because um, I mentioned last time I'm a trumpeter. I used to be a trumpeter, that is. Oh, wow. And so I need to I need I have seen, by the way, some people put a mouthpiece, uh, a trumpet mouthpiece on one of those. I don't know if that negates the, the anointing or not. But anyway, I've seen them do yeah. that. So, and, you know, I think. Again, you get too inside of your brain yeah. and, and get too complex. This is really about saying help, um, help from the Lord and releasing whatever he's releasing at the moment. And I don't believe, you know, I haven't found any more anointing being released because someone has, uh, you know, become a more magnificent blower of a shofar or has a more magnificent shofar or that it's more beautiful. It just defies the whole the whole premise of the shofar, it's really a ram's horn. And, you know, you smell the inside of it until they yeah. fix it. It's pretty stinky. And even when they fix it, it's it, uh, it's not so awesome. It's not melodious. It's not this beautiful. You know, you don't really have choirs that are playing in harmony shofars. It is it, it's penetrating. It pierces. It's it's not a it's not designed to be a pleasant um, sound. Um, it's okay. It's not supposed to be that it has to be horrific, but it, it's a, it, it, it's just something that gives us an opportunity to agree with God on a matter. And so we so know good. that the big victories, whether it's the first city nation of Jericho towards their promised land, the promised land began to be getting conquered, began its, its uh, process of allowing the children of Israel to take city nations through the blowing of shofars, Joshua and the walls of Jericho. We know that Gideon, prior to that, as the judge in Israel, he's the one that was able to bring uh, freedom really through, uh, we'll say, 300 shofar blowers. And again, not about the excellence of the shofar blowing. It didn't say they went through lessons or sophisticated consecration processes of the horns or anything else like that. It was just it's obedience. And so you want to connect it and tie it into obedience uh, to the Lord and not worry about what kind of sound come comes out and then sometimes it's awesome in the sense you can feel the power and sometimes it may not be but i've i've observed over the years that um the lord does amazing things just as we connect with him and we so do it and do i understand is rosh hashanah and feast of trumpets the same thing is that what you're saying are they yes. the same okay so it's it's meant to be if there's any day where the shofar is supposed to be blown, it's on the Feast of Trumpets. And that's the trumpets it's talking about, right? Or maybe it's not. It is. And I'll go into it uh, with that lead-in, uh, just for explanation, for clarity for people on that. So we officially start today, Rosh Hashanah, uh, 5783. And I'm going to explain that. And, um, you know, to the degree we have time, I'm just going to say this in case I don't have time to get back to all of these. But for people who have been, uh, this is a highlighting time and season of trumpets, storms, eagles, lions, errands, as in the name Aaron, we'll get to that one for sure, rainbows and victory parades. Wow. This, these are things that are going to begin to mark this year. So this is the beginning of a new year. Now I'm going to explain how this is the beginning of a new year. So Rosh Hashanah. The, our English name for it would be the Feast of Trumpets. 
And even though Rosh Hashanah means head of the year. So it is the beginning in the Hebraic, in the, in the Hebraic, on the Hebraic calendar. It's, it's the beginning of the new year on their civic calendar. Just to make things complicated, they have the spiritual calendar and they have the uh, civic calendar. And, and then, you know, actually some to many rabbis have four different calendars. Wow. But, but their years, they shift and change like way we have 2022. They don't go by 2022. They have been in 5782. And today, this is the first full day. They shift, they switch into 5783. And so 5783. And, you know, why do we follow this? Why is this? Why are we paying attention to this at all? Little Israel. Well, in God's economy, Israel is his uh, firstborn among many nations of, of many nations is really how he, he declared to Aaron and Moses when they would go to Pharaoh. And it really says in Exodus four and verse 22, when they told Pharaoh to let Israel go, let Israel, my firstborn go. And so and it's also through whom Jesus came. And so there is a prioritization of their calendar. Um, as it relates to that. That is why we are drawn to recognize this shifting of year that takes place from 5782. And again, today is the first full day of 5783. It's something important, if not monumental. Mm. And we should be uh, seeing and experiencing a dramatic shift, atmospheric. It should feel that way. Something has, has, has changed. And we'll get into that some more. This year, it seems even more important than normal, and the coming days will bear bear that out more than a whole lot of words. But we really have shifted, and and I've I've been observing, I'll say about twenty years, maybe more, how there is a shift that takes place right at Rosh Hashanah time, and we That's even true. have there's really bad things can happen. We will know that nine one one was really right at uh, the days right before Rosh Hashanah. Um, that event took place, and and then um, wow. the collapse of 2015 is also when the market dropped 777.7 and uh, it lost five trillion dollars. It was Rashidana as well. So the enemy, it's a shift, and so the enemy tries things again. He's always working on his version of something, but even in that, there's really uh, usually the hand of the Lord not seen right away what he was doing. And and there's part of an awakening, even 9-1-1, the full retribution of the Lord is yet to be seen. There's an awakening of intent and of, of sinister things behind the scenes that began to be revealed as well as 2015. So anyway, it's a big, big time. I could take um, a lot longer than that. Just go through different uh, Rosh Hashanah periods where there was this kind of shift. So the scripture for it, because you're asking about that too, there's multiple, but uh, the book of Numbers, appropriately enough, chapter 29 and verse 1 says, And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, and be aware, this is seventh month on the Hebraic calendar, so it's not ours. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. For, for you, it is a day of blowing trumpets. Wow. So this is that day, the seventh month, first day of the month. It's a day of blowing trumpets. So there's just, we had to blow the trumpet once. And that word trumpet is shofar. And that's what this is. They had some silver shofars at different at silver trumpets as well in Israel at different times for different things. By and large, when you read um, about trumpets, 
it is this, the ram's horn that they're talking about. This is what was blown. This is what Gideon's 300 were blowing. This is, uh, you know, most of the victories they had had to do with that. There's a different purposes for shofar blowing, even silver trumpets. We won't go into this time. So then, uh, and you maybe have been hearing about this as well, Steve, but there's a lot of uh, report and talk about uh, the Shemitah, Shemitah, there's different ways. Shemitah, there, it, but by and large, I understand for the Hebrews, the way they basically, uh, the, uh, the Hebrew language for it, it's Shemitah, Shemitah, or Shemitah, something like that. And so, uh, and and Jubilee. And so some have been saying that uh, you know, there's really a lot of confusion for several reasons about both, both of these. I'm going to try to get that uh, straightened out as well. Uh, because many or some are calling this both a Jubilee and a Shemitah year, though it really isn't. Um, first of all, people... It isn't to... a Jubilee or it isn't something that... Something or or Shemitah, a Shemitah. Neither one okay. uh, in the natural. But, but I'll explain uh, uh, that, you know, I believe we are in a spiritual one, but I'm going to explain that one. Okay. First of all, people need to understand that Israel as a present day nation doesn't celebrate an official jubilee. And many rabbis believe j- jubilee can't really be celebrated, that it only applies to the 12 tribes, identifiable, identifiable 12 tribes back on their original land. And apart from that, that it can't happen. And again, there's argument. There's always arguments as it relates to rabbinical interpretations mm-hmm. and studies of these things. So, however, it generally accepted it was 5782 which is a year ago that it was a true Shemitah year and i will tell what a Shemitah year is if you're wondering how i'm pronounce i'm spelling that is s h m i t a and but there's not really it's it's more it's phonetic and so there's different ways you will see it um I'm spelled by different people even people writing books um but I was reading off a rabbinical page and seeing that just written Schmidt, S-H-M-I-T-A. And the last generally accepted, we'll say, you know, there's no unanimous ac- ac- accepting of it. But the last generally accepted Jubilee year was 2015. Um, so seven years ago. Okay. And and um, that would be seven years ago. Which and it's, it's supposed to happen ago. every seven years. Is that right? Every seven Not years. the Jubilee. So this is the difference between the Shemitah. And the Jubilee, the Shemitah happens every seven years. The Jubilee happens every 50 years. Okay. And, and, um, and so uh, this is, and it's further explained. The word Shemitah means remission of debts. Uh, and it is covered in Deuteronomy chapter 15. So it's not just invented uh, outside of the Bible. And so this is what it says in those first two verses of Deuteronomy 15. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debts. And this is the form of the release. Every creditor who has lent anything to his neighbor shall release it. He shall not require it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. Wow. So that is uh, Deuteronomy 15, 1 and 2. That is describing the seventh year, Shemitah, Shemitah, whatever you prefer. Um, uh, effect or, re- or reality okay so that's what happens every seven years uh for purposes of instruction again for clarity here just on this the shemitah was like a sabbath for years just like every seventh day you rest 
and it, it applied to every seventh year. They had something mm-hmm. for every seventh day. This was to every seventh year. And then Jubilee is what was celebrated every 50th year at the end of seven Shemitahs or seven seven-year periods. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. And on Jubilee years, the remission of debts went beyond the Shemitah, um, where where property was also returned to original owner. So it's not just you're forgiven your debts, but all original property gets returned to original owners. That one, by the way, trips me up because if uh, if I if someone buys a property from his brother, uh, the year before the, the the jubilee, the fiftieth year. He has to give it back. Is that the way that works? He has to give it back to him without money. Yeah. And so there's more, there's instruction on that dynamic in, in, in Leviticus 25. And so there would be, you would find, yeah, hard sales um, deals and hard sales would happen at different intervals because of people being aware how soon yeah. the year of Jubilee, but they were instructed to ignore that because God was greater than that dynamic would say okay. so so though we are not in a technical shemitah and jubilee year i do firmly believe we are in an extended shemitah and jubilee season and i'll explain in 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 bible times and biblical times the year of jubilee was announced by the blowing of the shofar trumpet you can read about that we could take the time but i'm not going to do it uh really the entire chapter of leviticus 25 goes into but especially verses 8 through 13. Um, actually, I feel like I should. In fact, I happen to have my Bible open there, so it must have been uh, the right thing. I'm just going to read verses 8 through 13. And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourselves, seven times seven years, and the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you 49 years. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the 10th day of the seventh month on the day of atonement which is 10 days from now, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty through all the land to all of its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. And each of you shall return to his possession and each of you shall return to his family. That 50th year shall be a jubilee to you. In it, you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord nor gather the grapes of your un tended vine for it is the jubilee it shall be holy to you you shall eat its produce from the field in this year of jubilee each of you shall return to his possession uh and it goes on into speaking to the dynamic you were talking about if you sell anything to your neighbor or buy from your neighbor's hand you shall not oppress one another according to the number of years after the jubilee you shall buy from your neighbor and according to the number of years of crops he shall sell to you according to the multitude of years, you shall increase its price. And according to the fewer numbers of years, you shall diminish its price. So you see, it's even some oh, permission. Okay. Yeah. See that? So, so if there's a year to go, if there's only one year to the Shemitah, or you, you would sell the property for much less. So I, I wondered how they would do that. By the way, it also said uh, you, you leave the field alone, but you can eat of the field. It sounds like, you know, the grapes are growing. You can't make it into wine, for lack of a bit, or sell it, but you can eat 
the grapes. Whatever like naturally would grow without yeah. you working, that's what you were allowed. So on the, the year before, say on the sixth year, you were to get, it was sort of the principle of the manna from the promised land. It said on the sixth day, do double, but on the seventh day, don't. Don't go pick up the manna. And so it's the same thing on the sixth year, produce double. And then also whatever your field naturally produces while it's resting, that's what you do. And so part of the dynamic there is to cause there to be a refocus, just like the seventh day, the Sabbath was focusing on on God. uh, The seventh year is a refocus on him. It's about he being the provider for you. And so you don't have to do the excessive work for it. You don't live by the sweat of your brow. You live by the blessings of God, even though you also work in between. There, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of dynamics there. So, just to make this thing interesting or more interesting or whatever. So, the word jubilee, as well, in the original Hebrew is the same word as the word for shofar. Oh, really? So, there's this direct connection between jubilee and shofar blowing as well. So, the feast of of trumpets. Um, it could be, you know, the, the feast of, uh, of feast of shofars, the feast of jubilees is what it's so in general, it's to be, bring that back around, uh, to the people. So, um, but here's where I want to take a, a little more explanation for us. So I believe that, uh, the jubilee season that we're in started Again, for some people, I, I know it had to be confusing because it seems like every year or two, somebody says it's a jubilee year. And people right. say, well, it can't be a jubilee. And I'll explain that one real briefly because some people, because it's not in stone and you can't, uh, you know, there's not, there's not one size fits all. There's some people decide a jubilee year starts when Israel um, in 1948 when Israel became a nation. Other ones think 50 years start with 1967 when Jerusalem came back. Others others think that um, Jubilee starts when Jesus was born. Others, when he began his ministry at age 30. Others, when he <laughs> resurrected. And then they have other different scenarios. And so you can create a 50 years from there. This reminds me, you know, when we, we, you know, when we went on one of our many um, Israel trips, we had a Messianic Jewish Christian, you know, guy, and he and he, he said, "There's an expression that says you have two Jews, you have three opinions." You know, so it's just the there's so many different aspects of <laughs> how you calculate this or celebrate that. You know, and it's just important to know that because there's a lot of people making a super big technical deal about the Shemitah years and the Jubilee yeah. years, and it's it's really not supposed to. I think some people are trying to squeeze a little more out of it in the natural than it's supposed to be because there is no real way. There was even for generations, they didn't really even pick up on it in Israel. So it's kind of even hard to find out. You can, there's some guesses, but hard to find out when they were originally. Is it an overstatement to say, as it turns out, uh, the celebration of Shemitah is a matter of faith because no one really knows does it seem to be a matter of faith to some degree? To some degree. But this is where, while I was just saying, there's this okay. whole thing of jubilee and the blowing of the trump or the blowing of the shofar do coincide. So what I believe is that 
uh, and I've said this part before, but I'll just say it this way for now. Yeah. I believe the Jubilee extended season started with Trump announcing his presidency, announcing his candidacy for the presidency. And, and so, and he has been the dominant world leader in government in any capacity for seven years. He literally has been for seven years. He's been, the shofar has been blowing for seven years. The Trump has been blowing. So God continues unabated to, we'll say, blow him as the shofar. He's not the shofar player. He is the shofar. God blows the shofar. So whenever the shofar was sounded, if you read the full Leviticus 25, the only way they knew the year of Jubilee was on them, there was no newspaper announcement, TV, the iPhone, there was one thing. The shofar was blown all over the land. And the mm. shofar, it just sounds, you know, Trump tweets everywhere. Okay, I extended it beyond what it's supposed to be. But um, there is the shofar is blowing and blowing and blowing. And so they know, oh, it's Jubilee time. So I believe that part of, uh, because part of President Trump's assignment is really to bring a world Jubilee, even financially. Right. And we've gone into this and many people probably have spoken to it. We're being set free from the Egyptian stranglehold, the pharaoh str- stranglehold of the central bankers. And that is part of President Trump. It goes into a whole nother lingo of it. Cyrus anointing Cyrus assignment. But we are in this extended. That's why we can say, despite whether it's it, it's undeterminable, if we're legally, technically jubilee you know all those years there's some wiggle worm there we're we're not sure rick wiggle room i said wiggle worm that really goes together (laughs) but um we understand that uh this is that time and this is an announcement he makes to us and there's kind of uh the hebraic symbol there's a symbol they have for every every year the hebraic symbol for the year 5783 that we have just started is gimel g-i-m-m-e-l i think it's two m's and which is the third letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Why is it the third letter? Because it ends in 5783. So that 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 symbol, which I don't have in front of me, um, but it comes from another, it comes from the a, a root word in Hebrew, gemul, uh, G-E-M-U-L. And it means, this is the important part, justified repayment. So the symbol for this year, 5783, if you look, if you see it, uh, this the 5783 number put in any kind of um, official place will say I don't know if, if it's going to be in everyone, but in Israel, it will have this sign of the Gimel, which is the, the the third in the alphabet, and it literally means justified repayment, and it also means recompense and benefit. Oh, so wow. the 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 symbol. Uh, this Gimel symbol during an extended spiritual jubilee and Shemitah season is the bigger deal of this new year. Uh, so it is part of the justice reveal of God. Okay, and Johnny, you're saying the three, the three aspect of 5783, or or in our lingo, 2023, but they don't exactly match. I get that. But yeah. the three is where the meaning's coming from. It's not the other. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's and, not the fifty-seven eighty something. It's the fifty-seven eighty-three is yes. where the meaning is coming from. Okay. Yeah. So fifty-seven eighty-two was, um, a, in my opinion, was a year. What we just came out of is a year where individuals, churches, and nations were 
brought under attention. I'm going to call it like in 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 the natural in legal in legalese, they were subpoenaed for um, for a matter. They were brought into court, um, as it were, to face questions over uh, over over their behavior, over matters they may have done to face the justice. And now this is 5783 is where the justice is dispensed and made public. Um, and I'm going to explain that better in just a moment. Most of the last year's most of last year's justice, because last year was a year of justice as well. But most of it, most of it was not public, though. I could keep you here for 30 minutes telling you the stuff that was public that people uh, know about Glenn Maxwell, and other things. Right. Uh, but was in and if we think of Roe v. Wade, that was just huge. Most of the last year's justice was not public, but was in court court settings, we'll say in quote, court settings of heaven and earth this year, starting today, starting today, it goes public. It um, goes Gimel, public meaning, what do you mean it goes public? What does that mean? It means that, uh, I'll, I'll, let me finish saying it right okay. here, Stephen. Okay, go ahead. Mountain, let me, in this sentence, I'm going to say, the Gemel of the three in 5783 shifts us, our churches, and, in, and the nations into recompenses that are some good and some bad. The jury is in and the judge is about to read out the sentences. So when I was making the comments that it's like there was subpoenas that were given, um, there is, um, there is uh, uh, what's the other term? They, um there, like they've said, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of these that are in our nation at this at this point where uh, sealed indictments. There's a lot of sealed indictments were made last year. So there's justice when sealed indictments are happening. A lot of justice is taking place. It's just not public yet. OK, I get so it. there's a lot of sealed indictments. And I'm going to I'm saying that this is for individuals, for churches and for nations. There is behavior. There was churches. Um, you know, they go under the scrutiny of the Lord. That's what the seven churches in Revelation, there was a letter to them, a letter will say even to the angel at that church, I've seen your works, I've seen your works, I've seen your works, I've seen your works. So last year there was a seeing of their works and there is a decree from heaven based on on that. And, and it's not, I'm not going to go into a, a diatribe about it, but those who buckled and those who actually cooperated uh, with the Antichrist agenda mm. and the pro-death agenda, and and many did. Uh, it doesn't. It's not just oh, the year's over, we're done. No, no, no. There was um, some of you have been subpoenaed. There oh, are wow. sealed indictments, and it's the same way. There is observation of all of us. Last year was that that type of year, and the nations as well, and so. The reveal. So what I was when the question you were asking is, I say going public is when it's there's a reveal of what has been taking place behind the scenes in courtroom settings, so to speak. Does Can that make I ask sense? You, yeah. Pardon me for interrupting. But, um, Bob Jones always had the shepherd's rod and he said the sheep pass under the rod and are I don't know if he used the word judged or evaluated or. Or, you know, the Lord was holding the rod. Is it related to that kind of thing? It's that kind of thing. I believe there's one for the whole year. And then there is the good news. We'll say those who, you know, always like to crunch for tests, do the study the last night, stay up all night. 
It's really these starting today, the 10 day period up to the day of atonement is a day for um, humbling ourselves before the Lord. And mm. if there is a discovery of we have been aligned with the wrong thing, with the wrong agenda, that we were call it obvious sin. Um, there's sins of omission, sins of commission. And, and so, you know, when you're when you're not courageous, when you don't stand up, it can seem like it's not a sin of commission, but it's a sin of omission. And so the, these these 10 days are to be those type of days where um, yeah, to understand the shepherd's rod, the shepherd, they would come the day of atonement under the shepherd's rod and it would be determined basically their future. Oh, these need a little more of that pasture. These need to stay in this pasture. Okay. So, and on other, those ten days, are are the sheep that are about to pass under or passing under the rod? Are they supposed to be self-evaluating, repenting, blah blah blah, to to avoid um, judgment? You have ten yes. days to 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 examine yes. yourself. It's yes. It's kind of like look in the mirror, and you better. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's like last chance stuff. Okay. Okay. It's last chance stuff um, because basically what you've been secretly, your hidden sin or your sin of omission, there's about to be consequences for it. Mm. And so um, there is time to change. So that's part of the, the seriousness of this moment. The new, the new year, it's full of promise, good things. It's a shift into the next. We are accelerated and accelerating into a kingdom era. So just like that word, that's why justified repayment. You go, yes. Well, if you've been doing wrong, it's, oh, no. See, justified repayment is, is good news or bad news, depending mm. on who you are and what you've been doing. Um, and so yeah, for those who have been honoring the Lord and standing in faith and been servants of righteousness to the best of their abilities, it's like, yes, Lord, finally. And so there is a general contention for seeing the justice of the Lord and things we're contending and agreeing for together. The theme we consistently bring up, the children, the children, mm. the release of the children, the rescue of the children. And so that that is um, that is part of it. So the jury is in and the judge is about to read out the sentences. Yeah, we'll say you got the 10 day, the 10 day period of, uh, say, a little extra grace. Um, for you. Now I want to um, talk about the Aaron's, the name Aaron. And so, yeah, sure enough, sports and sports highlights make it into this year's Rosh Hashanah. And, and back in February, the Los Angeles Rams defeated the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for in the Super Bowl game. For those from other countries, I sometimes forget that not everyone knows sports and culture here and football in most other countries, UK and other places, football is soccer, but the NFL is the national football league, professional American football is that oblong ball you throw. Um, the Los Angeles Rams were Super Bowl champions and they defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. The key play that I, I highlighted then was Aaron Donald. He's defensive player. Um, for the Los Angeles Rams, defensive doesn't mean he's uh, sensitive, overly sensitive, just means he plays on defense. And he sacked quarterback Joe Burrow to eliminate any comeback attempt of the Bengals late in the game. So I shortened the headline to 
Donald Sacks Joe game over, basically. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. And so this is good to see. Um, this is Aaron Donald. And I want you to just look at him. He's from the Rams in Los Angeles. And we brought in the Angels, Los Angeles Rams. Rams are sheep. They're male sheep. And so defense. he was Defensive Player of the Year. Notice his number. He's number 99. And uh, he made the key play. And um, notice the name Donald in there, of course. And so I made a tie in Donald Sachs Joe related to Trump sacking Biden and the number 99. So we're going to look into those things is the angels, Los Angeles. I mean, just look at that. Just don't move it for, for a moment. It's just wonderful. You see on his helmet, Los Angeles, which means the angels right below it, Donald right below that 99. And um, and that's in order to become a sheep nation. This is what has to happen. So and it ties into everything we're talking about. Even if you pick up on that helmet, it's awesome. What you're seeing there is the ram's horn. The ram's horn is there. Oh, wow. You see that there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's the shofar. The ram's horn is what they literally uh, wear on their on their helmet. So it's telling you shofar. Remember, the same word for jubilee is the same word for Trump. Trump. Shofar, Jubilee, same word. Wow. Um, so that's why we're bringing this in together. All right. So we'll move on um, from that one. So that was one part of the remarkable sports story. Well, we have another Aaron that's in the news at all times right now. And this is, uh, it'll be followed today, really, by all sports channels. Aaron Judge, he plays baseball for the New York Yankees. His name is Aaron Judge, and he he has hit 60 home runs and is on the verge of breaking Roger Maris's longstanding home run run record. Everyone is anxiously waiting for home run number 61. So number 60 and 61 are being highlighted um, in order for him to, to carry the new record for the American League. So here are some amazing coincidences with these two errands. So I don't know if they sh- if they have where it shows. He's showing a number 16 there. There he is. But he's number 99. So just stop for a moment. And like, you know, there's there's people that wonder about when we piece things together. But we have two errands that are highlighted in the same year. And they're both number 99. Crazy. Now, what are the coincidences Crazy. there? Y'all, y'all are seeing Crazy. there. And so here are some other coincidences with these two errands. They're both nine, as they're both Aaron. They're both number 99. They both were 30 years old. The picture you saw of Aaron Donald for early in the year, right? At Super Bowl time, he was 30. He has since turned 31. Wow, he was 30. 30. Wow. Judge, Aaron Judge is 30. And they both weigh. 280 pounds. I have no spirit. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. They're both 30. They both weigh uh, how much? 280 pounds. 280 uh, or 180? 280. No, no, no. He's 6'7". So these guys are big. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Jeez. So so now, now just to make it clear, Aaron Donald has now turned 31. But at the time he's highlighted earlier in the year, he was 30. Um, and so. 
the name Aaron, we know Aaron was the priest. So there's a priestly call and anointing, and he was the priest, and he was also the spokesperson for Moses. He's the one that actually said to Pharaoh, let my people go. So he was the voice. The Lord even said, Aaron shall be your prophet, he said to Moses. So Aaron is the prophet to Pharaoh. It says, let my people go. And so, and his name means light bringer. Aaron means light bringer. I don't know how many of you have been seeing this as part of, we'll say, the patriot community, um, dark to light, going dark yeah, to light. That This yeah. quote, slogan has been going over and yeah, over and over. Over and over and over, dark to light. We're going from dark to light. So that's Aaron as well. Um, that's what that name is. So both have a governmental last name. So Aaron, we're going from dark to light. Aaron, the prophetic voice that's saying to Pharaoh, to the deep state, let my people go. Let my children go. Let the citizens of earth go. That is Aaron. And they're both 99. And one's last name is Donald. I don't think it's very hard to make that connection, what that relates to. And then the other one's name is Judge. Gee. So um, um, now we're going to read the scripture. Let's pick up on the nine on the 99 here real quick. So that takes us to Psalm 99. There's only one 99 we could look at in the scripture. So it's not that hard to figure out which one it is. Not like there's 10 of them and we, you know, there's one. There's one book of the Bible that has at least 99 chapters and it's Psalms. And here's how it starts. Here's how it, how it starts. The Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. He dwells between the cherubim, let the earth be moved. Now, this is a statement. You don't have to go on to, I'm not going to read two. I'll, I'll jump down and, and maybe I'll tell you, uh, uh, I'll read number four in just a minute. Verse yeah. four. Um, but the Lord reigns. I want to hit that again. The Lord reigns. This needs to ring into the ears of every believer, first of all, to understand the Lord reigns at this time. Let the peoples tremble. You tremble with joy. You tremble with fear. Again, depending what side you're on. You tremble with joy or you tremble with fear. But the Lord reigns at this time. And by him highlighting, why does, I mean, the awesomeness of our God to place a script in front of us where he has two errands who both coincidentally have number 99. They weigh the same. They're the same basic age. 30 is the number of maturity. If, if we needed to throw that in real quick, Jesus started his ministry at age 30. Joseph started his advanced ministry at age 30. That's when he's brought right. before Pharaoh. David is anointed. He's king when he's 30. So wow. you have all these. It's the age of maturity. Uh, and so this 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 means the start of something. So those of you who are waiting for it to be wrapped up, Jesus is going to return and take us. No, Jesus started his ministry. It's the start of something. It's the start of a kingdom era, the start of a kingdom manifestation. So the 30, David starts at 30. Joseph starts at 30. Jesus starts at 30. Jeez. It's the start of something. We get it? Wow. He has, he's playing. If, I didn't even have to give you the whole rest of the story. Just Aaron Judge and Aaron Donald are going to tell it all and who they are and what the oh, Lord man. has to tell us from wow. them. So That's the amazing. Lord reigns. Then verse four, you can put that, that up. You were doing well there. 
The king's strength also loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Now, just notice that word justice being heart, being emphasized twice. Loving justice, executing justice, and he loves justice, and he's going to execute justice. And this is what we're going to see uh, for this year. Verse 5, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Verse 6, Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Just in case you wondered on the Aaron part, it even has it in chapter uh, 99. Can you imagine chapter 99? They mentioned the very name Aaron. And so you have two Aaron's carrying the number 99 today. That's not coincidental at all by any means. So we won't read any more um, from uh, from that psalm. But remember, we said we're in the year 5783. Mm-hmm. So last year, last Rosh Hashanah, we emphasized Psalms 82, appropriately enough. This has really I've been doing this for probably 20 years. There's been a correlation between each psalm having to do with, we'll say, the last two digits of the number. So in 5780, it was Psalm 80 and 5781. 81, 82. So let's look at Psalm 83. And hopefully I'm trying to make this so easy to follow, but then we are going to release it. I'm just going to remind people that what Psalm 82 said, and you don't have to go there. I'll just tell it. Um, But Psalm 82, the first verse, again, that was a year ago, said, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. So this was, um, and it goes, how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality in the wicked? Defend the poor and the fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and needy, deliver the poor and needy, free them from the hand of the wicked. This was last year's. So last year he was, it was courtroom setting, Psalm 82, courtroom setting, and the judge rises. This means it's time for Averted. By the way, if I if I may say so, David sounds a little bossy. <laughs> he, 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 he's if you just read that, you know, he says, "How long will you do this? Do this and do this," and he's kind of a bossy. But you know, it, well, it, I think it, the way the Lord knew it is more. He would be more considered being whiny, yeah. um, <laughs> and it's a complaint. But that's yeah. But I mean, that's a that's a beautiful thing because it means if David can do it, so can we, right? Exactly. He's a man after God's own heart. So because he'd almost never stop. He we pointed this out before. <laughs> He'll start out many chapters. He starts out many chapters. He's just you know barely hanging. He's just crawling in the mud, and he can't. And then <laughs> where are you? I'm the one that fast. They get stronger. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's why even the Lord identified with him when. Huh? On the, very, on the cross, my God, yeah. my God, why have you forsaken me? And he's like, oh, because he felt that same. If God in the flesh, when reduced to our reality, could feel like he's been abandoned by God. I believe there's a that just lets us know God does have um, forgiveness for us for momentarily. Well, and, losing and, and not of only that, but, you know, he said, David's a man after my own heart. And, and David was crying out from the heart. And I think we underestimate. And under teach how much God wants to hear your heart. 
what's what's really going on? I, he says, I, I desire truth in, in the most part. So he want, wanted to know what was in David's heart. And so I think we we err in, in not bringing that out, not you, but I mean, we right. as a body of Christ, we err in not saying God loves to hear what's in your heart. Yeah. The transparency of process, he's all for it. Yeah. So now we're now we're to Psalm 83, and you can put that verse up, back up. <clears throat> Do not keep silent, O God. So this is this is this year. This starts now, and this is what's in a lot of us right now. We said, okay, you've promised justice. You've stood yeah. up. You've said they're guilty. That's what we heard you say. And now do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace and do not be still. What does that mean? We want we want to see some action, God. Yeah. Do not be still, O God. So, yeah, it's, it's worth just remembering. Again, this is David's processing. He's not bossy. It's just, you know, you can like he's bossy. It just sounds bossy. <laughs> he's like, come on now, Papa. Yeah. Come on, do something about it. It's it's yeah. his son with his dad that knows his dad's big enough to take care of something. And it's like, well, come on now. Uh, so I'll keep reading. For behold, your enemies make tumult. And those who hate you have lifted up their head. Just see if this sounds true. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. And that word sheltered ones Another version of the Bible, what's a, a Greek a Hebrew word, sapan, meaning your treasured ones. Hmm. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. I understand there's an application to the nation of Israel. <clears throat> it was the one covenant people he had in the Old Testament. You have to understand that um, there is the original covenants of, with Abraham that are they're the unending, unceasing ones. But he also has a covenant with all who have claimed the blood of Jesus for their own salvation. So every one of us now enter under that same passion of God. If he would say, if if he's there to protect his covenant nation, he's there to protect and now think of all his people as his covenant people as well. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. Verse five, for they have consulted together with one consent. Now, for all of those of you, this is not the only place. It's Psalms 2, why, why do the nations rage, the heathen conspire against the Lord, his anointed? For those in the body of Christ who keep saying, I am not a conspiracy theorist, you are saying something that's totally incongruent with Scripture, with the admittance of Scripture itself, that the nations, the leaders of nations, are always in conspiracy against God. Evil men in high places are always in conspiracy against God. That's why he tells us, you are the light of the world. You arise and shine. You are the salt of the earth. Because those who are separated from God and his kingdom will not contend for anything other than their own ways. And it will be a way of wickedness. And so this is why he is, he, conspiracies exist. Mm. Conspiracies have been proven. Yeah. Uh, what has been revealed to all of us, even in recent days, is President Trump aligning himself clearly, distinctly as being congruent, working with in some way, however you want to look at it, with what is the Q, the Q plan, which was revealing, has been revealing for five years. All who have followed Q have been considered and called conspiracy theorists. And every single one of them has been proven already. Now, there's 
some in the community go off into other depths of it, but you have to understand the primary elements that were brought out five years ago, that there is a group of world leaders who are a cult and they're a satanic cult and they're pedophiles and they traffic children, they traffic people, they steal blood, they do sacrifices. That is not a conspiracy theory. If you still think it is, you are blind, get your head out of the sand. Well, and, and Johnny, can I point out what one of the crimes that a person or can be charged with is conspiracy. I mean, it's actually a crime to be guilty of conspiracy. And yet, so they've tried to water that down by saying, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. That's a crime if you're conspiring. Right on. So, for they have consulted together with one consent, they formed a confederacy against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebal, Ammon, and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre. Assyria also has joined with them. They have helped the children of Lot. Now, for people wondering about all these names and what does that mean about anything, if you remember our story from Second Chronicles 2020, where Second Chronicles 2020 says, listen to his prophets and you will prosper. And it's the mm -hmm. whole story of Jehoshaphat. And they were surrounded. The commentators have made a connection between this chapter and Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles 20 is where Jehoshaphat finds himself surrounded by these very people, the children of Edom, children of Moab. These people are listed, not every single one of them, but enough of a crowd are listed where it makes that connection. If you remember in Jehoshaphat, the battle is the Lord's, but it was a prophet, Jehaziel, whose name means he who sees the Lord and the Lord sees him. Jehaziel, who could see the Lord's perspective, says, you shall not have to fight. The battle is the Lord's, but tomorrow goes straight to the battlefield. It's still the message for us today. We gave it in 2020, the Second Chronicles 2020. It's, the, it's the, the strategy from heaven is when it says you shall not have to fight, it means you don't have to fight in the traditional way you might imagine, but you right. do need to head towards the battlefield. You have to go to the school boards. You have to go to the election boards. You have to show up as salt and light in society. The battle is the Lord's. The bigger stuff you can't possibly handle, he's going to take care of. He's got those under assignment to take care of. But this is the message for us now. And so verse 9 Deal with them as with Midian. Who does that bring us into memory of? Who dealt with Midian? Gideon. Back to the man who defeated with 300 shofar blowers. So deal with them as with Midian, as with Sisera. That was about Deborah and Barak when they were doing the judging in Israel. And if you all remember, it was Jael, Jael however you want to pronounce her name, the one that put a, a metal spike into the head of Sisera. And so she is remembered even books of the Bible later on. She's the one that invited him into the tent and took him out. As with Jabin at Brook Kishon, who perished at Endor, who became as refuse on the earth, make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb. Yes, all their princes like Zeba and Zalumna. So these are all names of the Gideon uh, that Gideon had to take out. These were the nobles of the Midianites that Gideon took out, and, and even what their names um, mean, Oreb means raven, Zeb means wolf, and it's in, it says, even when you look up the definition, wolf, as in one who scares the flock. 
uh, one who frightens the sheep. And so this is who Gideon takes out. All their princes like Ziba and Zalumna, both of them mean deprived of protection. So the enemy has been deprived of protection. They are going to lose. The deep state is going to lose. They are losing. They've already lost. If you could see in heaven, if you can look into the future, they have been able to see enough in the future. They already know they lose and they lost and they're going to lose. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. So this is the day of the Lord. And so this is Psalm 83 coincides with the year 5783. We have to fit. It's almost almost done this chapter. Uh, Verse 13, oh, my God, make them like the whirling dust, like the chaff before the wind, as the fire burns the woods and as the flame sets the mountains on fire. So pursue them with your tempest and frighten them with your storm. Now, actually, I'm just going to leave it. Well, I'm going to read the last verse uh, and and then I'm going to get back to verse 15, the last verse that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. Now, even where it says that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, the word Baal means Lord. And they have this whole coded way of covering their tracks in the deep state and at the high levels of Freemasonry and Illuminati and all that, where they say the word Lord, but they're talking about Lord Baal. And where they're doing things to Lord Molech and where they're making offerings and blood sacrifices and et cetera, et cetera, there. That they may know that you whose name alone is the Lord are the most high over all the earth. There is a confrontation at the high level with these instruments, prophets, evil elements, evil people of Baal, the false Lord. And he is going to prove And he's going to make a massive showing of it in this year. They will know. They're going to know. They're going to know. Those who worship him are going to know. Those who worship Molech, those who worship Baal are going to know this year who the Lord is. It's not their Lord. The Lord is another. He is the most high over all the earth. They may have one that's higher than them in a second heaven. But he who is the most high is over all them. And so that verse 15. Pursue them with your tempest and frighten them with your storm. So another one of those communications, the comms, as they call it, that President Trump is aligning himself with. The Q, where we go one, we go all. And then there is, it's about the storm. And this Mm -hmm. goes, not just a theory behind the scenes, but it's an actual press conference. President Trump had the first day he was in office and he is surrounded by scores of military um, generals and others and, and their wives. And he he makes this seemingly throwaway comment. This is the calm before the storm. And a, a, a reporter says, President Trump, what storm are you talking about? He says, you're going to find out. You're going to find out. That storm has not happened yet. And and Johnny, for those who, who may not catch what you're saying, he was brand new in office. He was prophesying, if you will, what was going to happen even after the election four years later was stolen, right? He was really prophesying. Uh, I'm not calling him a prophet necessarily, although he probably was one, but he was saying 
He was speaking into the days we're now um, observing after the election was stolen. He was declaring it however they want to look at it. And whether he knew he was prophesying it or not, they were declaring it as a truth. You know, he's decreeing a thing. And he was decreeing a thing. Um, he, I don't know how much he knew already. Yeah. The victory, there is a, a thought that they've known from the very beginning that they're victorious. It's just a matter of, you know, the cost that was going to be, how many people would be lost in the process, mm -hmm. how damaging would it be, how much violence would have to take place, how many uprisings, how many wars, but that there was enough of the good guys working together. They, they were assured that God was on their side as well. And so they were they were decreeing into it. But I want everybody to get this uh, the time, the connection here, the, the narrative, the picture. This I, I got all that from, um, you know, Aaron Judge, number ninety nine, Aaron Donald, number ninety nine, Psalm ninety nine. But then it's fifty seven eighty three. And so the eighty three relates to Psalm eighty three. And it's a response to Psalm eighty two, where it says he stands the courtroom. Remember, I was saying before, there's been courtroom settings where things have been being determined, where there has been sealed indictments. There have been uh, appearances before grand juries will say things we're going to find out in the natural that have been taking place and, and the proof will be forthcoming. And so this 5783 is a real year of proof. And that's mm. what David was crying out for from verse one. How long will you be silent? You've got, you've got, we've got to see what's been going on. We've got to see what we know has been happening. What we've heard has been happening. We've got to see this. And it's like, do, and he, there's this cry, this intercessory cry, do to them what you've done before. Mm -hmm. Win the battle with Gideon's, win the battle with Deborah's, with Barak's, with Giles, win the battle with these, um, you know, these human, uh, who, these humans who are nothing apart from you. And, and, and he, he keeps saying, I, I was going to stop and list those, but he keeps saying, do to them what you did to these guys. Then do, do to them what you did to those guys. Then do, do to them what you did to these. He keeps listing. And it's almost like, um, I, I can't think of a term, feathering. He, he, he's, He's filling his prayer with, I know what you did to them. I know what you did to them. I know what you did to them, these different people. And, and it's almost like God can't resist, if you will, because the guy's remembering to the Lord all the battles that the Lord has already fought for him. Anyway, just wanted no. to point that out. He keeps saying, yeah. you know, do it again, do it again, do it again. And so many of these, these battles are talking about, you'll find out, all the references, there is this whole thing of blowing the trumpet, blowing the shofar, where the Feast of Trumpets, we have a man named Trump. This is, I, I hope everybody understands yeah. the intentionality, how God is enjoying his script play. He is, there is no director in Hollywood that can come, that can compare with his capabilities and he's doing stuff. He chooses a man named Trump. We'll just tell you as well, even this man named Putin put in that is being misunderstood. And we're going to uh, it's a good time as any, um, Steve, to to tell. I, I, I have in, in front of me a whole his whole um, his his last address to his nation from the 21st of September, what he's actually having to do. And and you're just never hearing mm -hmm. from 
you know, that's a squelched off of media, big tech, big media will not allow you to hear a true report on what he's facing and what he has cleaned up. And so we're led to the, the demon, demonization of Putin and the demonization of Russia has continued. We're not saying any one of them have been perfect, but in this, uh, uh, they, their names have definitely been dragged through the mud. Even mm. historically, we're going to find out some things uh, that are amazing. But he is, and I'll just jump into into this as well. I just happened to speak to someone yesterday that um, speaks with uh, one of their friends is someone who is a Christian leader in Russia. Mm-hmm. And and I'm hoping I won't say too much about them in case they need to keep it secret, but I'm hoping to bring them on here with us real soon. They awesome. meet with um, Putin's leaders uh, around him and and say they're believers. They're good people. They're Christians. Putin is a believer. Really? So really? Other, yes. And, and so, I mean, I, that's the first time I've heard from somebody that's there. And someone who's been there decades, um, and it's actually someone, again, I'm trying not to, in case they get disclosed by this sure. happening, but they they have dual citizenship. And there's like what they find what, it's, what they find at the top of the government mountain, mountain there is just so much goodness. We're not saying everything they do when, whenever you have to make these tough calls when you're cleaning up a place. But I'm just telling you. We were going to put, and if, if this can be put in a, a link to this, uh, this would be worth you all reading afterwards. President Vladimir Putin. Uh, but I'm, what was the point? There, That's him. And I'm just going to tell you, he was put in by God. You know, Cyrus wow. was put in by God, and Cyrus was put in not because he was a holy man. So I don't know if he is a believer. I haven't talked to him myself. I'm just telling you, he's doing a lot of uh, a hard work right now, a lot of the tough work, uh, the grunt work against the deep state in the Ukraine, where they have set that they had set that place up. They had invested. This is nothing about the Ukrainian people, uh, even these people who are friends and spoken well of, uh, uh, of Russian leadership have many churches in Ukraine, love the Ukrainian people. So none of this. That's how this thing gets. The water gets muddied as if there's any kind of statement against the Ukrainian people. It's not. And but you'll see in this letter from. And before you go on, Johnny, they are putting the link to Putin's to Putin's speech. It's going to be in the comment section, so uh, we're, you you can go and see it in English. Look at that link. So go ahead, Johnny. And so I just want to say, God, who has a man named Trump, and everything that Trump means, but I'm telling you, the Trump is the same word for jubilee. It's the same word for jubilee. So he literally, when, when you have Donald Trump. Think of Donald Jubilee as the man who he's putting in there wow. and, he, and he puts him in this position. And, and yes, evil from all angles is coming. There's no way he could survive just the pressure of what's coming against him if he if he didn't have the Lord taking him by the hand and actually sustaining him. Doesn't mean stop praying, pray for him and all that mm. kind of all that. But the angelic uh, you know, entourage around him is majestic, magnificent. Mm. And massive, wow. and so uh, be be aware. There's an assignment. God is coming to free His people, His land, and and He's doing that all, all across all across the board. So, but the point I was making, He is telling a story. He's directing a story, and He's trying to help us. He's like, I know some of you are pretty dense, 
So I'm, I'm trying to, he doesn't think that way. I know I'm using my own words, uh, um, but he's like, I just need to help you. Some of you are a little slow on the uptake, or he could be saying some of you have been put to sleep by the enemy. And so you don't see what's taking place. So even he's using names of people in order to, to show and back to the picture of, so you have a Donald who sacks a Joe, you have an Aaron judge who hits 60 home runs, Isaiah 60, arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold the darkness, deep darkness on the people, but the Lord will arise on you. His glory will be seen on you. Nations will come to the light, the sons of God. So this is there's attention to the number 60 every day right now because of having hit 60 home runs and he's delayed on it long enough. So he's he's still on 60. He's, you know, 60, there's attention to 60. We've been drawing attention to the 61, the spirit of the sovereign, Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord's upon you has anointed you to preach good news. And then it goes on to becoming trees of righteousness. And it goes on to becoming those who rebuild ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. We connected that even with the kingdom billionaire and millionaire call and assignment forthcoming. This is what we're here for. This is what we're all about. And then the Lord has baseball 60 and 61 these numbers being highlighted right now with errands which means going from dark to light wow that are wow. doing this like come on people let's let's get in on this uh let's get on the it's that's enjoy the show you know whatever there's military intel has said enjoy the show but god's show uh is been massive and been uh, amazing in the midst of this so, so um let me read um I think I did last week, but I'm going to read this one verse out of Zechariah 9 because it's even more appropriate right now. And we want to make a connection because we want to identify also, I understand there's this storm, this hurricane, the storms coming through the south. We had Hurricane Fiona come up and some say it was the most powerful, uh, it hit the side of Canada, but the most powerful storm ever to hit uh, Canada. And now we have Ian, Ian, I-A-N, that's uh, coming up and is supposed to go through Florida one way or the other, left or right of Florida, west or east of Florida or the middle or cover it all. And so in the next two or three days, it's supposed to come. I'm not praying for it. I'm sure um, Kat's probably got some weather warriors uh, going against it. I agree with that. And I blew my shofar early this morning against it. And I'm kind of far from it. But unless there is a statement God is making with it. So that's the only thing I say, Lord, I'm blowing this shofar for that thing to be busted up to the degree it's the enemy. And if, if you're, you know, if you're saying something else, you know, you're, yeah. you're God, I'm not. And but we were talking about Zechariah nine. I was telling how we're in the ninth month, Zechariah nine. And I was even going through the verses we need to go through. So the verse 14, this was about returning to the stronghold of hope. And so we talked about that last week, I believe it was. So become prisoners of hope and return. I'm going to I'm going to restore double to you. But verse 14 of Zechariah nine, then the Lord will be seen over them. So pause there for a moment. Yeah, look at it. Then the Lord will be seen over them and his arrow will go forth like lightning. The Lord God will blow the shofar, will blow the trumpet. And go with the whirlwinds from the south. Keep that verse up there because it just says so much right there. So it doesn't say, because people, are you saying God's causing the hurricanes? Well, it doesn't say there that he did cause it. He will just be seen over it. 
um, he will use it. And his arrow, and that word arrow is also translated lightning bolt. So they could have put in lightning bolt or arrow. They chose arrow. Any way you want to look at it. And his lightning bolt will go forth like lightning. The Lord God will blow the trumpet. It's giving a timing. Feast of trumpets starts today. And go with what? That word whirlwinds. They could have put its exact same word for hurricane. And Mm. go with the hurricanes from the south. So he identifies a ninth month. Zechariah 9. He identifies there being a storm that the Lord is going over it. And he will blow the trumpet, the timing, Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, and he's going to go with the whirlwinds from the south. So this 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 is further connecting with this whole storyline of what God is of what God is doing right now. And so now this is will stretch it just a little more harder harder to stick with your brain. It's fine. Just don't forget the Aaron the Aaron Donald the Aaron Judge. He sits as a judge. He stands up. He's making sentences and all that kind of stuff. But um, Ian, does anybody know what the word Ian means? What the name Ian is? Well, Ian is John. And oh, it's wow! John in Scottish. So it's just interesting. The Lord talks about He's coming in the storms of the south. So these storms that are coming up, we've had back-to-back hurricanes coming from the south, and this one's named Ian. Well, that happens to be. John and John is the middle name of Donald John Trump. And so he mentions the Trump there. And then, but if you go, well, what about it being Scottish? Well, Trump's mom is Scottish. Ooh. So why is it Ian instead of John? So there it's it's giving us a storyline, a narrative of what he's doing, who he's using. It was a land of revival, even um, where his mom came from. There's a whole story there. Um, and parts of it, we're not quite sure 100% what's true, but there is a connection to re- revival mm-hmm. as well in the Hebrides Island in some way mm-hmm. tied into his mom. And so, again, the Lord's like, I'm weaving it into everything right now. I'm weaving it into your storms, your storms' names, your baseball games, your football games. Jeez. I'm putting it in everything. Wow. So please wake up and work with me. So anyway, that's uh, I have to look and see if I, I'm, I'm almost done with that. I was just uh, excited about being able to get that um, Zechariah 9. He comes with the storms. You know, the rest of that, I should just throw that verse in again. The Lord of hosts will defend them. They will devour and subdue with sling stones. It's worth saying again. They're like David. They shall drink and roar as if with wine. I mean, this is a celebration time. So um, what I wanted to draw last bit of attention to, I I mentioned, I think I I got my notes all over the place. You know, notes come together. That trumpets, storms, eagles, lions, errands, rainbows, and victory parades. Um, it's amazing. I'd written these uh, these things as just highlighted words. This is over a week ago. And then I put on my Facebook, I said, I told people, I said, tell me what you're hearing. Seers, revelators, what are you hearing? Those who can go above the fray, who can climb above the storm, see from the Lord's perspective. And it was just shocking how many times people... We're seeing those words, 
were repeated over and over and over. There was trumpets. They would have visions and dreams of trumpets and trumpets being played, of storms. And we have an application for, for both trumpets and storms, eagles and lions. People, There's a bald eagle. There's people kept telling stories of how unusual uh, bald eagles that they never see just showed up in some place that they were. So I believe as a sign to keep confirming what we're talking about, and this is about the reason the bald eagle, this is about the restoration of the original identity and assignment of the United States of America, uh, a return to the original republic. When you see the eagles, this is telling that. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. And so, as you, in some way, figure out how to get tell us and tell or Elijah List or whatever, as you're seeing these increased eagles, I'm, I'm believing over this whole season, but just say, well, the next 10 days for sure, uh, the increased seeing of eagles, lions, at, at, they're seeing lions, cloud formations of lions and oh, eagles, wow. a bunch were sent to me, different people wow. of lions and eagles. They're seeing the formation there. And again, you say, oh, how ridiculous and foolish that is. Well, I'm telling you, the ones I saw, I was like, Man, that and, and that, so you're that, saying to the viewers right now, don't be surprised if you see eagles when you, when you don't normally see eagles. Is that what you're? Am I, I'm definitely saying that, and that it's okay. speaking. It's God. Those are additional prophetic declarations from your Father God telling you, "I am Good. restoring your republic." Yeah, it's about the prophetic seeing from a higher level and all that. And for whatever, I think even beyond our natural minds, we see eagles are like. We don't even know why we're excited about it, but we just saw something majestic. It's something awesome. And there's, it's like spiritually connects Ooh. us, but wow. it's beyond that. It's telling us uh, this other thing. So yeah, in the clouds, you're going to see formations of lions, formations of eagles, as well as seeing um, the net. We're not really wanting to see a bunch of lions on the loose. I don't know if there's going to be any storyline that comes with that That'd as well. Interesting. <laughs> and then rainbows. Rainbows, I know they always show up, but people are talking about rainbows and double rainbows. And if you see that as we as we kick off this new year, this is all part of kicking off the new year. Rainbows, rainbows, his promises, his promises, his promise, what he promised to do, the justice promise, the taking America to the new place, the going back to the republic, the elimination of darkness, the, the removing the mafia, promises, 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 promises fulfilled, upcoming. And so that's what he's saying. It's another one of those things. It's just cool just to see rainbows, but he's speaking something specific at this time. And then victory parades. There is going to be, there are going to be victory parades. And there's going to be um, a justice reveal that far exceeds anything we've seen so far, that far exceeds anything ever seen on planet Earth so, so far. Good. It's so going to be widespread. It's going to be worldwide. Uh, a justice reveal, and it's going to cause celebrations. It's going to be in multi, I don't know if it's going to be all nations. I'm even listening right now. It's going to be in many, many, many nations. Victory parades. Darkness is being brought down. Slavery is brought down. Pharaoh in every nation is being brought down. Pharaoh, let my people go. He's still saying that. So good, so good, so good. Well, Johnny, we have a couple more minutes. One question only. Uh, it does not relate to uh, what we're talking about. 
unless it does. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there are in the word it says um, Jesus moved with compassion, healed them. Jesus moved with compassion, did this, worked many miracles. Uh, my question is, as a as a person of God, anyone, this is a pastors, prophets, uh, evangelists. Um, to what degree is it good to when you when you're moved with compassion to um, either decree or prophesy or heal? Is there power that accompanies compassion? What's the deal with compassion where God seems to meet that? Well, I think, you know, I'll just speak out of my own, um, my own experience. And then we'll add to that whatever the Holy Spirit is just saying here at the moment. But, you know, it, it, it shows when you, when you feel the compassion, when you're able to connect to the compassion, then it's no longer about you. See, this is what's one of the hardest things to do when people operate in signs and wonders. They get, especially if they get any attention, and at some point, and where it goes wrong is when it gets to be about them, mm. about the person, you know, performing signs and wonders. And some just become head cases about it, and they're going to protect the anointing that's on themselves. And 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 they they have, you know, they have gifts and callings of God that aren't going to leave them, but they they it becomes about them. And there's something about being moved with compassion is where it's not about how am I doing? Am I looking, you know, regal and noble? And am I looking like a prophet of power? Or am I look? It's it's not. It's just connecting to God's heart for that person. And healing is going to flow. Uh, that's that's the ideal way for healing to flow to someone is when you when you feel the father's heart towards them, you feel their own pain. And that there's something in you that arises out of that compassion and out of the compassion, initial compassion. I've had a lot of initial compassion that then will say a rage against darkness. I'll cast a demon or demons out of out of someone because I connect to them and the compassion for them and the torment and torture they've been under. And then I've even had to tell people, I said, listen, I'm going to sound rough in a moment, but it's just know that this is not about you. I love you. You're amazing. But I'm about to say something to some demons that have been harassing you a long time. So this is not you, okay? And they, I said, it's not you. And, they go, <laughs> That's and, then, and I go, and the demon goes out screaming. And, and you know, sometimes we tell the demons, just be quiet. But sometimes I like, go ahead and make it obvious. And then, because um, then the person knows that they were. I said, did you see that? That was something tormenting. That wasn't you. That was something oppressing Jeez. you. And so it starts with compassion, but then it, it moves sometimes into an aggression against the enemy. And you can feel that same thing against the disease itself. And, and so, yeah. If, if you're a leader, and I'm not thinking of anyone, this is just a question that came to me. Um, if you're a leader, again, prophet, pastor, evangelist, whatever, teacher, it doesn't matter. Um if you're a leader and you and you and you find yourself successful in ministry, but you also find yourself never really feeling the pain of the people, or is that a warning sign to you? Yeah, it is. It's it's a warning sign that you may be living. Um, I just just to make it really simple, you have, may have embraced more arrogance than 
you need to Let's just put it that way and you know and he resists the proud so at some point it's going to come crashing down because you don't succeed very long with god resisting you even if the gifts and callings are without repentance it's just a matter of a time if he's resisting you once you step into arrogance and it, you know self-important it's one one thing to know your identity and and know who you are and that's that's fine but when you get when you get into it's luciferian thought is i shall be like the most high he looked in oh, the mirror man. and just thought he's yeah he thought he was beautiful thought he was powerful the lord tells him he's beautiful and, and so he looked i'm beautiful i'm powerful next thing you know you find yourself in in competition for the glory of god rather than being mm. one who readily gives it to him and so it's it's the ultimate fall really was Lucifer mm. embracing how beautiful and powerful and strong and brilliant he was and so he should be another level and so we're that's the first sign you just mentioned uh, steve when you start being a, disconnected from people and and from their heart and their situation and, and you you see them as uh, you know these these are the little people these are the and i'm telling you it goes on much more than i know about i've been in those circles and it's it's like there's a, a diminished perspective of the people not understanding that our lord never looks at the crowds and multitudes back to the very example you're giving he looked at the he looked at the multitudes and he had compassion he wasn't you know he wasn't looking at their high achievers and feeling compassion not that's a problem but he's like those who are being stomped on and they they weren't being given much educational opportunity so they might not have been all that advanced in in you know what would be um high level sophisticated uh mm. conversation behavior we know for sure his disciples were not that he chose the rednecks the galilean rednecks where yeah. uh, <laughs> um, that's 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 who he, you know he's that's who he's, he chose at the time. And so we we just we begin to disconnect from him. And then we start making. So the first thing is that's that's a that's a warning sign. It's good you brought that up, Steve. It's a warning sign to you if you're in ministry being advanced and, and you're being celebrated too much. Mm. You know, you're just feeling yourself separated from from them and, and you just don't even want to look at them. And, and yet you have the gift and, and you're you're going to do things is the next thing you do. Um, is you begin making um, exceptions for yourself, sin exceptions. Oh, you're allowed wow. to do things. Oh, Watch wow. this a lot. So you're allowed to, um, um, and I'm just going to say some things. There's, you're allowed to engage in immorality, moral sins, drunkenness, pornography, um, filthy language. Um, you know, you just progressively give yourself more and more permissions to do things because you're special and you kind of you went in. You're like Samson. You know, you slept with Delilah and you were still strong. So you, you did something. It's like, oh, so God's OK with it. For me, it's oh, OK. He really needs me. He really needs me. You know, I'm I'm, the, I'm I'm Samson. I'm strong. A lot of people are being delivered and healed in my meetings and things are coming. So he really needs me. So, I, I, you know, I, I have a pass on, on these things and I have oh, run into that so much. Um, and and so, this is, must be where abuse comes in, adultery, um, 
sleeping around and even trafficking children. It, it starts with something little, it gets more and more, and the anointing or the gift doesn't leave. And so you think, well, God must say, this is okay for me because I need these gratifications. Um, and the gift doesn't leave, but two things do leave. And one of them is your credibility leaves. You just start leaving a bad taste in anybody who can discern. Um, and so you get pushed out that way. And then, you know, the way of the sinner, the transgressor is hard. You just start getting caught. On, and, it, and first of all, you get caught in other things. That's just another word to some of you out there. You get caught in other areas. You're not caught in the central area of sin. You just get caught in a lot of things oh, wow. and, and, and lesser sins. That's your sign. You're on your way to that. That's your, your warnings that you're about to get caught in the big one and the big things you're doing. And so this is really part of this year as well, you know, back to, to shorten the conversation. But this is that, that year that Gimel, the number three of recompense, it's of repayment of justice, uh, justified repayment, I think is the word we yeah. use there. And so there is a repayment. And so you've been sowing. If you've been sowing to the flesh, you'll reap corruption, as it says in the New Testament. You sow to the spirit, you sow to the good things. You're going to reap everlasting life, but there is uh, other things to reap, positive things to, to reap here, here as well. But these things, it's an exposure time for that. The justice of God is coming, not just to those we consider heathen or sinners or out there, but in the household of God, because it's it's not only that you're also considered a heathen and a sinner and a Luciferian in the household of God when you fall into obeying Lucifer's dictates, but it's actually worse. You're considered, it, it's, it's a blacker black because you're doing so, you're a wolf in sheep's clothing. And, and that is worse than a wolf. A wolf in sheep's clothing is worse than a wolf. So just whoever he needs to hear oh, that. Man. Wow. Well, and you know, uh, just uh, again, so people know, I'm not thinking of any single person at all. So we're going to blow the shofar again. We had to close out, you know, this is yeah. a day we read before, and this is a day the shofar is to be blown. And this Good. is feast of trumpets. And this one is for, I believe the Lord wants to release a fresh anointing. And uh, some of you need to draw on it. You, you have requests before the Lord. The heavens do open when we do this. We get testimonies yeah. all the time, tons of them. And and so we just, we're agreeing together. I feel the heavens open. And so we're going to blow the shofar and he's going to, he's going to uh, release his wind into your situation. Yeah. into what you need. Some of you, I believe are actually going to feel a physical wind that couldn't have come from anywhere else um, where you're at. And the Lord speaking into your, your circumstance. So we'll do this. Yes, Lord. So powerful, so powerful, so powerful. Oh, Lord, touch your yeah. sons and daughters, anoint them, release a fresh anointing, the anointing for this season, this new year. The Feast of Trumpets, Lord, this trumpet sound, release it and activate your kingdom, kingdom vision, kingdom faith, kingdom presence, kingdom joy, kingdom healing in everyone who is listening and observing right now, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 Johnny, thank you so much. It's very, very, very powerful. <laughs> so, so, so good. So, so good. And thanks for the blowing the trumpet twice and or many or several times. So I appreciate it very much. We appreciate it. A uh, quick reminder that tomorrow we start at 10 Pacific, not 11 with Cash Patel and then at 2 p.m. Uh, Roger Stone. So it's going to be a very, very important day tomorrow. So do not miss that. Okay. I appreciate that. And hey, thank you everyone who are who are able to contribute to this ministry. At the end of this shows where to don where and how to donate. We appreciate that a lot. We're still uh, digging one new fresh uh, water well and you've gone to every single every five days. So thank you so much for that. God bless you everyone. Thank you again and we will see you tomorrow. Okay, bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.